Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right, welcome once again to Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host, Anthony. And I am Amy. And we are delighted to have you join us again. Very much. Uh, you know, we uh, we are just so thankful. It's now episode 91 and hard to believe. I know. That's, yeah, tough time wrapping my mind around that. I know, I know. I, it, I think back and I'm like, you know, it feels like it was only last week that it was episode 90. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I celebrate the small victories. What can I we say? We have to. We definitely have to. That's right. Well, hey, you know what? Today, we thought, you know, what do we want to talk about? After 90 episodes, there's, even though, even though the Lord is infinite and there's the gospel, the story of the gospel, there's so much to explore in it. After 90 episodes of podcast, you kind of wonder, what else do we say? Well, you do hit a wall because yeah. you're trying to think of, well, you want to be edifying and you want to be mm-hmm. encouraging and all of that, but you don't want to repeat yourself, at least not too much. Right, right. So, yeah, it feels kind of like a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I want to be edifying and encouraging and I don't want to repeat myself. <laughs> so today we thought, you know, oftentimes... Even we believers may find ourselves kind of far afield in God's pasture, right? If you think of all of us as sheep in his pasture, as the scriptures say that we are, you know, we're, there's the shepherd and sometimes we're, we're off in some, some corner and it seems like we're there on our own. You know, we've just kind of, or wandered over there or, or we're somewhere else in, in the pasture, just doing our own thing, just you know, being good sheep in the mm-hmm. pasture. It's not like we're off in danger or sin or anything right, like that. Right, right. Uh, you know, and by, by our doing our own thing, uh, it's that maybe we think we're we're just trying to be a good sheep, kind of lay low on our own. Not, you know, we don't want to be a bother to the Lord, to the good shepherd, since he's busy with so many other sheep. And so we just kind of do our own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we get yeah, well, especially when those other sheep have seemingly bigger needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and yet sooner or later, this turns out to be a bad idea. And so today, we want to remind each other and you, listener, that wherever you are, wherever we are, and and whatever we're facing, Jesus can. That he can, that he, it's so easy for us, so easy for me to think just theologically about things or biblically or or even read my Bible daily with this idea that Jesus is the, the, the protagonist in a book. I agree. I mean, when we were talking about this before and you mentioned that, I have found myself doing the same thing. I mean, I'm reading the Gospel of Mark along with my other Bible reading, and yeah, it 
you feel like you're reading a play sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's just sometimes you kind of forget that, wait a minute, even the person I'm praying to is a real person. Exactly. And I, I don't know if it's just me or or just us or what. Me, listener, do you ever feel that way? Where sometimes you, you, you kind of forget that the Lord is there. And, and that he's a person. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's an invitation, it's an exhortation to go back to the shepherd. That's really what it comes down to. It's not that we're, we're off in some sin, we're off in some, some bad thing. Right. It's not like we're in the corner chewing thistles of heresy or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just that, it's just a reminder to, again, to, to go back to the Lord, to, to make sure that you, we're close to the shepherd. So we're going to get into that a little bit more. Uh, we're we're going to talk about well, what does that mean? What are the things that we're dealing with in our lives that maybe we we need to return to the shepherd about? And how can we be reminded that Jesus can whatever in those situations? Mm-hmm. That that's so that's what we want to talk about. Uh, before we do that, let me go ahead and take a quick break, play a little something about. Jesus changed everything, and then we'll come back and talk about how Jesus can. Hey, everybody, this is Anthony, and I just wanted to say a big, big thank you to everyone who has bought a copy of Jesus Changed Everything. I am so thankful for the reception that you have all given the book. I'm honored by it. I've heard stories of people who have given it to their lost friends, lost family members, people using it in a discipling situation, all kinds of things. It's really been humbling and truly, I give God all the glory for what he has done thus far with it. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. If you have not picked up a copy of Jesus Changed Everything and you're curious about it, here's the thing. I wrote it with the idea that it is an evangelistic discipling kind of book, and it really fits between just handing somebody a gospel tract and maybe they're not yet ready to read the Bible. This is where the book fits, right there. I mean, it's great if they're already reading the Bible. It's give them a copy of the book as well, sure. But if they're not quite committed to reading the Bible, they don't want to dive in, that's where the book fits. I tried to write it as plain spoken, easy to read, enjoyable as possible. So anyway, I would love if you would go ahead and go out to Amazon or wherever, and look up Jesus Changed Everything and pick up a copy for yourself, maybe for your friend as well. Thanks so much, and the Lord bless you. All right, we are back. Grace and Peace Radio, episode 91. Thanks so much for joining us. And like I said, we want to talk about and remind ourselves that, oh, Jesus can. Jesus can. Jesus can, dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. In fact... I didn't mention this before we were we hit record, but you all know that Amy and I love thrift stores. In fact, we, we went on vacation and we hit like four thrift stores. Mm-hmm. That was the highlight of the vacation. Yeah, looking for books and whatnot. Yeah. And, and anyway, uh, and then we came home and as it happened, we hit a thrift store. Uh, <laughs> but... The best thing I got out of the thrift store when we came back home 
was while we were online waiting to check out, the lady in front of us had her head, she had a crew cut, and she was talking to the cashier, and it was these two black ladies, and they were talking about how it was her last, she had finished her last chemo treatment. In fact, I think she even finished early. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, yeah, you don't need any more treatments. And she, her cancer was in remission. I know. I heard, I heard bits of that, and I, but I did hear that part. And I mm-hmm. was like, praise the Lord. Yeah. And what was really neat was these two ladies, the, the lady paying and then the cashier, they were just trading promises of God back and forth mm-hmm. and reminders to each other. That the Lord is faithful. He can do it. Uh, yes, he can. He's faithful. Yes, he is. And, and that sort of... And they were just kind of going back and like volleying this back and forth like, mm-hmm. like tennis or something. And it was just really sweet. It was sweet and it was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I, it was just... It was just amazing to to stand there and watch these two women... I don't know, go go on and on about God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus did. Yeah. And I don't know, I just I just loved that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so I thanked, uh, the, the one lady had left, and I thanked the cashier for for her encouragement to, to me. Mm-hmm. You know? And anyway, and so we kind of want to, in the spirit of that, I just wanted to pass this along, or we wanted to pass this along. In an episode form. Yes. So I was thinking, what are the things that that Jesus can help us with? I mean, obviously, we know Jesus can can help us with everything. There's nothing that we don't experience in this life that Jesus can't help us with. But again... It's encouraging to sometimes break it down. Sure, and to be reminded of that because when we are going through things, we tend to get very, um, uh, can get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And so we, it's just easy to start thinking, I'm the only one going through this. Right. Jesus can't possibly understand Mm -hmm. this particular situation with this particular person or this particular issue. So as we think through this, one of the things I came up with, you know, what are the things that, that listeners might be dealing with Mm -hmm. that, or that we have dealt with? I was going to say that we have dealt with ourselves. Right. And of course, with inflation and everything, money issues, Mm-hmm. Money issues are are big, right? We need money to live. We don't want it to be an idol. We do have to keep an eye on it. It's kind of like food, right? Mm-hmm. We we need food to live. We don't want it to be an idol. You can't just say, "Well, I'm never going to eat again." You've it, it's a part of your life, and money is a part of our lives. And what do you do with the the rising costs of of gas and and groceries and um you know, shrinking paychecks and and all of that. And again, not to sound trite, but Jesus can and does help. Mm -hmm. You know, and debt was another one I wrote down as Mm -hmm. far as money. 
If you gathered all the Christians in one room, like it will be in heaven, you're going to hear, we're going to be sharing all these testimonies with each other I know. of all these different things. Oh yeah. The Lord brought me through that. Just like those two ladies were, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of a glimpse of a little bit of heaven in a sense. And so you listener can, can tell us stories of each of these different things, but in our own lives, you know, there were, there were times when, like when I left my career and I went to seminary and I went from this, this corporate job to working, making $8 an hour at the night security desk, man, it was just crazy. It just, the adjustment and everything and just how are we going to pay our bills and the Lord provided every single time the housing crash in 2008 and you know, our, our house was fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 underwater. Mm-hmm. The Lord provided for 10 years. He gave us a renter. Yes. A faithful, good renter mm-hmm. and kept things running. We didn't have any major repairs. No. And, and so on. And even over the last few years, even with unemployment, underemployment, different financial things that went on. Um, you know, we had tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Some of it, you know, was legitimate, like uh, a refurb or renovating our house Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And just kind of updating things that needed to be updated. Um, Finishing up seminary. Right. And then, uh, but yet God provided and those debts are, are gone. They're paid. Um, and you know, we praise God for that. So whatever the, the money issues in your life, if you're like, how am I going to make my dollar stretch further or whatever, bring it to the Lord who fed thousands with five loaves and two fish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can attest that I am, <laughs> I am a sinful worry wart. And there were times that I, especially like when we were in seminary um, or you were in seminary and I'm looking at a, you know, $10 in the checking account and I'm thinking, Lord, how is this possibly going to, and there were many times it's like, why isn't this fixed now? Mm-hmm. I wanted it fixed now because I wanted the pain gone now. Right. Right. But the Lord was still faithful mm-hmm. in all of it for all those years. You know, another area that's, that's a real stress point for for all of us at one time or another is relationships, whether it's family dynamics, right? Uh, I was just reading on vacation. I was reading about how weddings and funerals are some of the most stressful events mm-hmm. and polit or not politically, but, but family charged events because you've got these relatives that come or and get together and, they haven't seen each other in years and there's all this old bitterness and all that. And sometimes they could be really great events, but sometimes they can be just a fireworks show. Right. They bring their baggage with them. Yeah. And so they could be, you know, just really terrible times, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so whether it's that or whether it's, it's a strained marriage because of the finances mm-hmm. or because of whatever the thing is. Raising the kids mm-hmm. or sickness. Yeah. Yeah. So strained marriage, failed marriage mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe you're, you're in the throes of, of separation and divorce, mm-hmm. or maybe, you, you know, you're through all that and you're like, I, 
you know, my divorce went through today or, you know, does God even love me? Does, can God forgive me? And, and right. so on. Or, or maybe you know that, you know, whatever the situation is, right? Maybe you're not dealing with those questions or maybe you're not in that situation. But again, just a reminder that we've seen it. We've lived it. Um, the Lord, he can restore the years the locusts have eaten. Yep, that's my favorite uh, verse. And, I mean, my own life, I've shared it before, you know. Uh, before I was truly a Christian, when I was just a, a cultural Christian, I was married before and got divorced. And you know, through that, I was like, Lord, why are you letting this marriage fail, et cetera, et cetera. And it was... Um, you know, it was a real bummer. And uh, out of that, I, I walked away from the Lord for a year and a half and um, just figured, well, I guess everything I learned was garbage. And yet the Lord saved me and got my head on straight. And then in his mercy gave me, well, you <laughs> and gave me a, a divine do-over. Mm -hmm. And so, again, Jesus can... And the Lord does. Absolutely. It really is true that I know when I was saved, I was thankful that I was redeemed and Jesus was my Savior, but he blessed me with so much more. Mm -hmm. And it really was God redeemed what the locusts had taken away. Mm. So whatever those issues, bring them to Jesus. I wrote down other things that we deal with, all of us. The three Ds, doubt, discouragement, and depression or despair. Very good. All of us have those. Sometimes we have all of them on the same day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I like that. Doubt. Discouragement. Discouragement. And depression or despair. And I always go back to, again, you know, Peter walking on the water. It's mm -hmm. us getting our eyes off the Lord. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... And we sink and we say, you know, Lord, save me. Yeah, and I think in keeping with that, since you mentioned about Peter walking on the water, uh, I am, as I mentioned, I was reading through the Gospel of Mark, and one of the things that, that happened that I thought was relevant to Jesus can is Mark 4, 39 and 40. And this is where Jesus and the disciples are in the boat. They're crossing to the other side of the lake. Uh, Jesus is asleep in the stern, and a great windstorm comes up. And so the boats just tossed and turned, and everybody was afraid. So I'll start with actually verse 38. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now here's the two verses. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, 
Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And I've read this a lot. But what struck me was it's peace, exclamation point, be still, exclamation point. So not only, you know, he's obviously commanding nature that he created. But what does that say about the storm that goes on in my heart or my life? And I'm, as I said, the sinful worry ward. Jesus is telling me, peace, be still. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So I just thought that was pertinent. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I think one of the ways that we get ourselves wrapped up in this doubt and discouragement and depression is, is that whole idea of getting our eyes off the Lord, getting them on the storm mm-hmm. to use your passage there. Um, and instead of saying, you know, the disciples are looking out at the storm going, ah, instead of looking at the Lord going, well, he's obviously not bothered by it. So I shouldn't be bothered by right. it. Right. Right. I hadn't thought of that. They looked out instead of looking in to right where Jesus right. was. So when, when we face those things, again, look to Jesus, look to Jesus because he can he can help with all of those things another common thing is sickness and if you're not sick now you will be <laughs> absolutely you will be i mean our bodies are are i don't want to say they're designed to break down because they're not uh, originally but because of the fall they, they do. do yeah <laughs> and uh, so even in sickness, whether it's something that's, that's chronic pain or just chronic annoyance or something that doesn't cause pain, but is just irritating like mm-hmm. insomnia or something, um, again, Jesus can, you know, he can, if, if he won't remove the sickness, he will shepherd you through to endure it. Yeah, he will give you the grace in the moment to deal with it. Doesn't make it go away necessarily, but he'll he will sustain you and right. enable you to endure. Yeah, um, I, I'm not I'm not violating any HIPAA laws when I say this, <laughs> but uh, when I remember a couple months ago. My brother, Joe, who's got some kidney issues and he's on dialysis and, and actually he's, I think now officially on the kidney donor list, uh, or, you know, kidney mm-hmm. need list, but he had to go to the doctor for something. And I remember he was just a little bit anxious because of getting up to the hospital. It was like some early morning appointment and getting to the hospital and, you know, hospitals are a maze. Oh, they're, they're awful they're, to they're try just to a navigate. Uh, and instead of when you get to the, the spot you need, there's no like refreshing piece of cheese. There's just, <laughs> it's just a very expensive bill at the end of it. Exactly. And it's like now I'm even more sick. I just look at your bill. But 
but he was even worried about like, where's he going to park, you know? And how sure. Far? Cause at the time too, he had some, he just, he didn't have the strength to walk very far. So he needed a close parking space. And, and so we prayed about it and the Lord provided the close parking space. And then he was so encouraged by that. And then he met some hospital staff at the door who were so friendly and told him exactly where to go. And he, he was just amazed after that whole thing of how Jesus was so loving to give him just the right parking space close by, have this person waiting there to kind of show him where to go. All of his fears, mm-hmm. those, those, you know, human anxious fears of where do I go? What do I do? Mm-hmm. The logistics of the whole thing were gone. Right. And when you're sick, those things are magnified. Right. But so, yeah, at each step of the way, yeah. the Lord took care of it. Yeah. And so that's his testimony to, to that. And even now, you know, I'll, I'll text him, whatever, you know, how you feeling? And, and there are some days that he li- genuinely feels lousy. Mm-hmm. And, but he cracks me up. He's like, uh, he always says, you know, I, I feel lousy on the, on the outside or, you know, but on the inside, he says, I'm like one of those ladies on the YouTube videos or whatever, I'm dancing around in church. I know. You know, he's just got all his energy inside Mm -hmm. and the joy of the Lord inside. Oh, very much the joy of the Lord. And that's, that's, that's Jesus can. Mm -hmm. And Jesus does. Mm -hmm. You know, know, really, I guess the flip side to all of that, in reality, is grieving. Yes. That, that, you know, maybe, maybe the situation is, is, uh, deep grief right now, great, uh, great loss. Mm-hmm. And just again, while we were on vacation, we're in the, um, phone store and this retired guy walks in and he's getting a new cell phone and. Uh, he, he said, well, you know, um, my wife recently passed away. And so, so basically here's this new widower trying to navigate the world now as on his own, on his own, mm-hmm. you know? And so it happens to, to all of us at some point there's some, some grief. And again, not trying to sound trite or whatever, but but bring it to the Lord, you know. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. And, and uh, you know, I know one person who experienced this great loss, and that's what she does every single day and has every single day. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Think through the scriptures. How many times does the Lord say that he cares for widows? Mm-hmm. You know, widows and orphans. Um, but, so obviously, the Lord cares for widows and widowers, and and he's going to care for you. Exactly. And uh, so, and even at times where, you know, either I was truly grieving like the the death of a loved one uh, or just grieving again some situation 
you know, uh, whether it's the trial I was in, you're like, Lord, how long? Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, you could be grieving a lost dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and yet the Lord comforts. I think what it is too is, and I know this is definitely for myself and part of a study I'm doing, they use the word gripped, that we need to be gripped by the realization of just how much Jesus loves us. And for me, in that moment, seeing the word gripped, mm-hmm. it just... It's a powerful word. It is. Powerful word picture as mm-hmm. well. So that idea of that firmness of the of the Lord, you know, and of me gripping the Lord knowing how much he loves me mm-hmm. and keeping and, that in mind. Right. And that, that you are in his grip. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Jesus says, uh, you know, you're in me and I'm in the father. And so, you know, we don't, we, we just, we probably just don't meditate and spend time meditating on how much, how much the Lord loves us, how much we are in his grip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he's not going to let us go mm-hmm. and that it doesn't depend on us. It doesn't. And that's, and that's the joy that we should find mm-hmm. in that is that uh, his love never lessens. You know, it's important to realize that despite our failures, you know, we're striving to be holy, striving to be godly, striving to deal with these situations in a godly manner, regardless of how much we fail that at any given time, that does not diminish Jesus's love for us. Right. I was struck even this morning as I was reading Psalm 62, verses 11 and 12. And again, I I'm reading through the NIV, the 1984 edition. It's they've since changed the wording a little bit, but but it says one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are strong, and that you, O Lord, are loving. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. And again, for as much as people foolishly criticize you know, and make a distinction, a differentiation of the quote-unquote God of the Old Testament oh, versus right. the God of the New. Mm-hmm. You know, but here again, we see that, that you, O oh God, are strong. And that you, O oh God, are loving. Meditate on that. Mm-hmm. Take that tomorrow morning with your tea, your coffee, whatever, and meditate on that. God Write it is, down. Yeah. Put it on an index card at your desk. Mm-hmm. Put it in front of you. Yeah. God is strong and God is loving. Uh, and, and to his people. Mm-hmm. You know, now those who, who don't, who aren't born again, who aren't God's children, God is strong uh, in, a sev- in a severe way because there is judgment coming. God is loving in the sense that 
the goodness of God should lead us to repentance, right. that he is kind to give us the things that he gives us and give the unbelievers the things that he gives them with the idea that they should in turn repent and believe the gospel. But as far as, you know, this applying this verse, this is about God's people. And uh, again, God is strong. God is loving to us. And that's said over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I mean, even in the Old Testament, that's said yeah. over and over again. Right. Two more examples of, of things in our lives that we deal with that we, we all can be, take these reminders that God, that, that Jesus can. Waiting, when we're waiting on God for whatever the thing is, you know, uh, whatever the situation, whether it's a situation to break, situation, you know, to change, to to use the secular picture, you know, waiting for our ship to come in. Right. You know? Right. Um, or, or the annoying ship to go out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever the, the thing that we're waiting on God to do, mm-hmm. he knows, you know, he, he, he will do it in his perfect timing. And it's... The reason it hasn't happened yet is because he is strong and loving. Mm-hmm. And what, the reason it will happen when it happens is because he is strong and loving. Right. And in that regard, I was thinking of Psalm 57 two. It says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And that, I think that's the key. The timing all has to do with his purpose. It's to his glory and to his purpose. And that purpose usually involves us learning something from it as well. But it's always to his glory. And it's never early, but it's always on time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And in that verse, I could think of two, two points about that. One, it's his purpose, not my own. True. It's, it's his purpose. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he is the one who fulfills it. He will do it. Uh, and because so often I want to run out and fulfill it and I just make a mess of things. Oh, absolutely. Because we're always, we get ahead of God right. so many times. Yeah. So there's that. And he will fulfill his purpose. And what we need to realize is he is. He is even now, even while we're waiting. Uh, in this case, since we're talking about waiting, we could look at all the other ones as well. Um, even in this time of financial trial, even in this time of, you know, troubled relationships and broken relationships, and even in this time of, uh, you know, sickness and whatever depression or grieving or whatever he is fulfilling his purpose for you for me you know this is romans 828 this mm-hmm. is this is that time right the seed the seeds in the ground it's sprouting it's in the process it doesn't look like it right you and me mm-hmm. but it's happening right now god is fulfilling his purpose uh, to glorify himself and to, to make us more like Christ. And so wherever 
you're at right now, wherever I'm at, whatever we're dealing with, he is doing it actively. It's not like he's going to do it. He mm-hmm. is going to do it, but he is doing it right now. And then lastly, of course, there's the plight of the world, right? Everybody's talking about what's going on in the news and, and which really is nothing new. They've been doing that oh, at right. least for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but again, Jesus can. I've been reminding myself the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and he directs it like a water course wherever he leads. Exactly. The rulers of the world are just God's pawns, for I don't know, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're God's servants. They may not realize it. They may not think of themselves that way, but they are fulfilling His purposes in the world, in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, um, so God's sovereign. You know, just like, just like the waves, just like the ocean, God says you can go this far and no further. The Bible says it's really the same with the rulers of the earth. They only have the ability to do what God gives them to do. Allows them to. Allows mm-hmm. them to do. And yeah. Um, so anyway. I guess uh, you have any other thoughts on any of this that before no. we wrap up? I think the main thing is it, as we talk about contemplating this and you know you meant already mentioned meditating it really is important that you know in your time with the Lord that you spend time thinking about this. Um, it's important for your spiritual life, it's important for your spiritual growth that you fully grasp that Jesus can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to that end, a couple of practical ways to help do that. Things that have benefited me. And again, you know, if you have any other ideas that would help other listeners, email us at show at grace and peace radio.com. Obviously it's stay close to Jesus. Um, how do we do that? Stay in his word, stay in prayer, stay in fellowship with other believers. Don't fill your head with garbage and fill your head with good things. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and uh, count, you know, we, just yesterday we were talking about the, the, the little hymn, count your many blessings. Mm-hmm. It's a great little hymn. It is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a sweet little tune and, and the lyrics are right. And it's just a really good reminder. Count your blessings. It's a, it's a vital truth. Mm-hmm. Hold on to those verses and promises that he gives you. Just like the, those ladies were doing. Yeah. You know what? And let me ask you this. What, what have you underlined recently in your Bible? As you read through what, what are some things you've underlined? Go look at what you've re- read recently. And what have you underlined? That's an excellent point. Uh, what's a verse that someone has shared with you that you've heard? You know, those sorts of things. What what can you share with somebody else? Um, I think another one, and I know I'm kind of ripping through these, but all of that said, don't give in to the temptations and the voices 
that's a hey go go ahead and just just read later and pray later just do it later. you know i'm not saying don't do it just do it later that's okay you know look for hope over here in this you know what what's going on in social media what's going on over here look 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 for hope over here look for god in this song and listen to this christian music for a while but don't read your bible don't pray don't uh you know look going to jesus it's too much work right now you're tired you've had a long day you deserve to just kick your feet up relax uh you're not you're not really up for that right now just do it later don't, absolutely don't listen to any of that no kill that it and kill it as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because it does feed on itself yeah and i'm saying that because i do it too absolutely i've done it i've done oh i'll just do that later i'm not in the mood for it i'm too Mm -hmm. depressed now or too discouraged Mm -hmm. that's the foremost reason yeah to open exactly yeah uh anyway there's so many verses that we could share right um but i'll close with one that i'm reminded of and it's because i just read it recently numbers 23 19 god is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Perfect. Jesus can. Whatever whatever is going on in your life right now, whatever questions, whatever, whatever it is, he can. We've seen it over and over and over just in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know you have too. If you've been walking with the Lord for any amount of time, I know you have too. So, Amy, any, anything else? No, you're taking a trip here soon, aren't you? I am taking a trip. Uh, I am. I will be at Shepherd's Conference. So I will be there in Los Angeles at uh, John MacArthur's church. Um in fact, he just texted me. I got to get back to him. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. <laughs> Guess I wasn't supposed to laugh right there, was I? Uh, I'm just kidding. No, John MacArthur <laughs> didn't text me. He doesn't know I exist. But you know who does know? Jesus knows. And that, Jesus knows. I care more about that. than Next, That's m- much exactly. more important. So anyway, but... Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be at the, the Shepherd's Conference and working at the Shepherd Press book table. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited to see folks. If uh, if you're going to be there, hit me up. Uh, yeah. Come come say hi. Stop by the Shepherd Press book table. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to serve them and work with them uh, in this. And um, so, yeah, if you're going to be there, look me up. Uh, or email me at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Say, hey, I'm in the area, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, we can meet up somehow. We'd, I'd love to try to. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'll be taking a little yeah. trip. And uh, So I know you're looking forward to that. I am. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun, and I praise God for the opportunity. So, And that's about all I've I, got. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I just encourage y'all to keep on reading and keep Mm -hmm. on praying yep keep on keeping on so uh the lord bless you and uh the lord bless you (laughs) that's it that's pretty much enough yeah right there yeah 
Well, hey, uh, God bless you. Take care. Have a great week. And Lord willing, we will talk to you next time. Take care, all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.